0: Y'all, are, is the video up now? Oh no, that's just the, the, the slide for Father's Day. I tell you, you test it out in the morning and when it comes to game time, it, computers have a mind of their own. Um, so anyway, good to see everybody that's here for Father's Day this morning and those of you that are um, fathers, happy Father's Day um everyone in the count of three let's tell god happy father's day he's the good good father amen one two three happy father's day amen if you're a believer i'm sure god is pleased with hearing from you so will you just smile at the person closest to you would you smile at someone closest to you all right would you smile at the pastor hey hey i'm glad y'all here i know it's nice outside we're going to get to all that after service You know, all the festivities of Father's Day, get our eat on and all that stuff and get to the sun, get in the sun and all that. But this morning, so we ended our we ended our series on um, red letter, uh, the red letters last week. And today we're going to do a standalone message for you. I have a standalone message and it's going to be a brief message, but um, I pray God will use it. Um, So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, I thank you for those that are here today and I pray that you will. Uh, Help us, Lord, to glean something from your word. Holy Spirit, I need your help this morning. Lord, I need your strength, and I I need your power. Give me clarity of mind, Lord, this morning as we speak to your people. Happy Father's Day, Jesus. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, all right. When it's hard to find answers... and your faith is damaged, do you feel like you're done? Uh, see, the video was gonna set this up for me, but I'm gonna try to wing it right now. Um, sometimes when it comes to our walk with God, our faith gets damaged. Can I get an amen? Have, have you ever been in a spirit of praying, and yet you don't really even feel like praying, Because your faith has been damaged. And yet you find yourself praying anyway. If there's somebody up there, my faith's been damaged, but it's not done. This morning, I want to take you into a text. We're going to peek in from a peripheral. I want to take you into a text where we see a father whose faith has been damaged, but it's not done. It's not done. And and, and I believe all of us, you know, this isn't just a Father's Day message. This is the message for all of us. I believe all of us can relate to times in our lives where our faith has been damaged. But not done. Amen? Amen? All right. So meet me. If you're not done, meet me in Mark chapter 9, verse 14. It'll be on the screen or you can pull up on your phone. Mark 9. This this Markian text, Mark 9, 14 through 24, Um, I'm going to fly through it a little bit, and I may pause, but uh, we'll see what God wants to do. Verse 14 says, when they returned to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd surrounding them, and some teachers of religious law were arguing with him. Jesus had just been gone For about a week. He's up on the mount of Mount Transfiguration. If some of you know your Bible, Jesus went off from the people and he goes up on this mountain. Remember, we talked about mountains last week? He went up on this mountain and there's a glorious time and God speaks to them from a cloud. God speaks to him, Peter, James, and John, from a cloud on this mountain and and, and they are able to see these images of other uh, people in high regard. And God speaks, and they come down the mountain. It's been a week. And Jesus finds these guys arguing, his disciples arguing with the religious leaders. You know, I told you before that after every blessing, what did I say? You all remember that? After every blessing, there's a battle. But after every battle, there's a blessing. And so Jesus comes down with his three guys, and he finds the rest of them arguing about this little kid. Isn't, this, isn't it interesting that sometimes, you know, we, we, we got this kid in the text we'll get to in a second, and, 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 and yet he's, 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 he's got a situation, but the religious leaders and the disciples are arguing back and forth with each other. They're forgetting about the kid. Let, let me clear this up for you. Verse 15 says, When the crowd saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with awe, and they ran to greet him. And we have to remember to be in awe, keep those awe moments with God. But when they saw Jesus, they stopped arguing and they ran to meet him. They were in awe. They were in awe. Verse 16 says, um, what is all, Jesus says, what is all this arguing about? What is all this arguing about? I'm, I'm imagining my spiritual imagination. He's looking at the kid and he sees all their bickering, but now they're fake. Jesus. <laughs> you know. Kind of like we get, out our, we, we, we get out our cars, you know, sometimes, you know, we're in there like, why did you not bring, did you turn the light off? You get out the car and you're like, hey, everybody, <laughs> bless the Lord. So they're, they're being fake. They're all in awe of Jesus, but they were just arguing. And Jesus catches it. He, he, he asked him, what is all this arguing about? One of the men in the crowd spoke up and said, teacher, I brought my son so you could heal him. He is possessed by an evil spirit that won't let him talk. And the devil is still active today. He wants your voice. He wants your voice. He wants to keep you from praising God, keep you from being happy, from, from you saying anything. Verse 18. And whenever the spirit sees him, it throws him. This is the father talking to Jesus now. Whenever the spirit seizes him, it throws him violently on the ground. It casts him on the ground. And when he foams at the mouth and grinds his teeth, and becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast out the evil spirit. But they couldn't do it. And I want to pause and parenthetically insert right here. Because some of us, when, when things aren't working, we quit the first time. But this father is still there. He brought his son to the disciples and the disciples couldn't do anything. Eh? They couldn't do anything for him. And yet he's still there with the son. Haven't you ever felt like quitting when things don't seem to be working, when your faith is damaged? I have. I want to commend the Father for staying in there. Verse 19, Jesus says says to them, you faithless people, he's talking to the crowd, not not to the dad, not to the disciples, to to the crowd, to the religious people. You faithless people, how long must I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Then he says something profound. He gives hope to the father. He says, bring the boy to me. Bring the boy to me. Verse 20. So they, so they brought the boy, but when the evil spirit saw Jesus, it threw the child into a violent convulsion again because he can't handle the presence of God. The devil can't handle the presence of God. When you anoint yourself, when you prayed up and you're, and, and, and you're representing the image of God because we're made in the image of God, the devil can't stand it. That's why stuff starts happening around you. I don't want to spook you, but that's why stuff starts happening around you because you're made in the image of God. And he fell to the ground. The boy fell to the ground, withering and foaming at the mouth. Verse 21. How long has this been happening? Jesus asked the boy's father. How long has he been like this? And said, how, how long have your, has your faith been damaged? Steve, how, how long has it been? Helen, how long? How long? How long has it been like this? Jesus asked the boy's father. He replied, since he was a little boy. In other words, in other words, pastor, brokenness is all we've ever known. See, it it doesn't say how old the boy is. all we know that the father said ever since he was little. It's been a while. Our faith has been damaged. Verse 22, the the spirit often throws him into the fire. The father's explaining the damage. He said the spirit often throws him into the fire or into the water, trying to kill him. Have mercy on us, Jesus, and help us if you can. Because things are always pulling at my son. And I wonder, are things pulling at you from time to time? What do you mean, Jesus asked, if I can Anything is possible if a person believes. Let me say that again. Let me rewind the track. Anything is possible if a person believes. And our final verse. The father instantly cried out, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. Church, what do you do when your faith is damaged but it's not done? Jesus told his disciples, Bring it to me. So I want to use for a subject this morning, Bring it to Jesus. Bring it to Jesus. Whatever it is, bring it to Jesus. It. Whatever it is. For some, it might be the, a son, a daughter. For some, it might be a father, a parent. It, it might be a financial situation. For some, it may be a job. For some, it may be a habit. Bring it to Jesus. Whatever it is, bring it to Jesus. Uh, I, I, I want to tell somebody this morning that whatever you need to God, need God to do in your life, it's on the way. If you bring it to Jesus, it just hasn't made its way to Jesus yet. My gosh. I'm going to wake y'all up here in a minute. So when your faith needs fixing, come as you are. Come as you are. You know, I've, I've, when I was in the Navy, I had so many people that I, I had befriended and tried to share my faith with. And, and God had given us opportunities to talk and everything. And, and more often than not, most people wanted to say, well, I'll be in church once I stop. Once I stop. God doesn't want you to stop cussing. He doesn't want you to stop uh, to change your attire and 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 and, uh, and to stop drinking, smoking, whatever you feel deem is a bad habit. He wants you to come just as you are, and then he'll take care of all that other stuff. It's the people. It's the people in community sometimes that, that get to arguing about why is she dressed like that? Why? Why is he? Why does he not preach in a suit? Why? Why are they so casual? Why, why? Why can't they do this? And why aren't they doing that? It's the people, not God's requirement. Come as you are. I want to touch that a little bit. Come as you are. Come as is. Have, have you ever? <laughs> Have you ever seen the sign on a on a used car? You know, that caught your attention? A sign on a used car that says, as is. And and, and, and then and then you want to purchase the You want to purchase the car? <laughs> purchase the, car. Uh, the, the, the sticker means, the sticker means um, you get no warranty and no fixing when something's as is. You get it as you are. And we need to be as-is Christians. I gotta say that. <laughs> Slowly. We need to be as is Christians. Come as is. As you are in your current state. You know, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, I remember needing a bike. Couldn't afford a bike, but I, 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 I heard about this older gentleman who had a bike for sale. And so when I get over to his house, I found out that, 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 that he had a bike for sale at, at, at my price, but it was just the frame. It had no wheels on the bike. (laughs) The handlebars were stripped. He said, my bike is as is, son. And I was like, it's mine. So you know what I did? I put wheels on the bike. I I, I changed out the handlebars on the bike. I, I took some of the sandpaper I had at home, and I sanded down the rusted bike, and I painted it beige, and I got these black stickers, and I put my initials on the bike. And guess what all my friends wanted to do from there? They wanted to customize their new bikes because now they like my dirt bike. Cause it had black handlebars with the knobby uh, grips on the side and my initials on the beige frame and the big old fat tires and I had a little card on the front so when I ride it made that sound like brrrrrrrr, <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about? Yes. Okay. But I bought it as is. As is means in the existing condition. And I want you to know that that you are a vehicle. And God wants you to know that you have a sticker on you that says as is. But he is the purchaser. Like my bike, when I saw the vehicle, I had a destination in mind that I would be traveling. When God sees you, he has a destination in mind. But yet you come as is. Mm. But we all have to bring our damagedness to Jesus, our damaged faith to Jesus. Do you know, church, we all have something to bring. Your pastor has something to bring to Jesus. We all have areas in our lives where, where we um, are unbelieving. Areas in our lives where there's a little doubt. Areas in our life where we where we want some kind of proof. We all have something to bring to Jesus. Um, I want you to know that you can bring yourself to church all your life and never still bring it to Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I know plenty of Christians who do. They come, but they're not changed because they never gave it. To Jesus. Uh, what do you need to give to Jesus in prayer today? That's my challenge. What do you need to give Jesus in prayer? Matthew 9, 6 9 says, Jesus teaches us to pray, o Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name, which lets us know that fatherhood, the fatherhood of God, reminds us that we can bring our problems to him. That, that, that's the model prayer, Our Father. We start off with the fatherhood. We we look at the fatherhood of Jesus, and we we know that Jesus says, if we're going to pray, we need to pray starting with that way. And so God has an expectation that we are to bring something when we come. But the tragedy of the text in Mark 9 is that in the absence of Jesus, the disciples and the father both experienced damaged faith. The disciples found their faith damaged when what used to work is not now working. What used to work is not now working. They brought The, the father said, uh, uh, Jesus, I brought my boy to you, but I, I, I ran into your disciples and, and, and I asked them to cast out the demon, but they couldn't do it. Have you ever been there what, when, when things were working and you were doing well? and you were trusting God, you said a prayer, and you saw God answer the prayer, but then you had a time in your life where where you prayed, and it seems like nothing is happening. I wonder, what do we do when our faith stops working? When faith stops working? In the previous chapters, in Mark 6, we started off in Mark 9, but in Mark 6, Jesus empowers his disciples he gives them authority to cast out demons to go go into all towns he said don't don't take much don't take much and and don't take much from anybody he says to go into towns I want you to anoint people I want you to bless them and I want you to cast out evil, evil spirits and so they were doing this effectively until now now they have a situation a father brought a son and they don't know what to do they don't know what to do Everyone is courage encouraged when we're winning. When we're winning, everybody's on board. Everybody's turned up when we're winning. But what about when things start waning? Who, who's around then? Verse 28 and 29, it says, Afterward, when Jesus was alone in the house with his disciples, they asked him, Why couldn't we cast out the evil spirit? And Jesus replied, this kind can only be cast out by prayer. In other words, there's some things that, Eugene, you can do on your own, but most things you can only do with my help. You need my help. So he said, some things can only be done by prayer. Another translation says, by prayer and fasting. That's power. That's, that's spiritual power. That's, that's dealing with powers and, and, and principalities. When you fast and deny yourself things and pray and you combine those things together, that's spiritual power. When you're really serious about connecting and getting hold, as the old preachers would say, to the, th- to the horns of God on the throne of God, when you, when you fast and pray, that gets God's attention when you commit to that. So Jesus said, some things can only be done with my help. Do you know, church, that the time to believe in prayer is before you need a miracle? It, it, it's too late to run out there to lunch and, and someone besides you is having a seizure. And you're like, Lord, help them if you haven't been used to praying already. How are you going to pray for that person? Unless you've already been practicing prayer. So in the absence of Jesus, we see the disciples with their damaged faith. And in the absence of Jesus, we see a father with damaged faith, with damaged faith. His son represents the problem that a daddy couldn't fix. Oh, when I do counsel, one of the things I look for is the fixing nature of a father. When I talk to couples, The moment I sense that you're not willing to fix anything, that's a clear sign, red flag sign to me that it's done. He's done. The marriage is over. Because most most men are fixers. And and most women are are known for their compassion and and, and they're emotionally driven. But most men want to fix something. They want to get things done. Even sometimes to our hurt, we want to fix things. But we see a son who represents the problem and a daddy who couldn't fix the son. When this happens in our life, we need to remember this, church. Remember that oftentimes before God can fix what's wrong with you or around you, he wants to or attempts to, because sometimes we don't let him, before God can fix those things that's with you, those problems with you or around you, he wants or attempts to fix those problems within you. Before he can fix what's around you, he wants to fix what's within you. This isn't just for fathers. Um, (laughs) I'm reminded that that's what coffee does for me in the morning, babe. Coffee for me in the morning fixes everything that's going on in my life. Coffee allows me to see things clearly. I don't know about you, can I get a witness? But God, but God is like that. Before you take care of yourself, we have to understand that... We, uh, before you take care of others, we have to understand we have to take care of ourselves first. Y'all know what the stewardesses say, right, when you go onto a plane? What do the stewardesses say? The flight attendants, they, before you take off, they give you those instructions, and they tell you, save yourself first. At the time, if in case of an emergency... <laughs> the mask gonna dry down don't put it on the baby put it on you first then put it on the baby save yourself first yeah (laughs) oh man family you must first take care of yourself before you can take care of others and that's what jesus is doing here in verse 21 jesus asks how long church reignite family how long has this been happening how long has your faith been damaged how long has it been this way? We see the boy. And the dad says it's been, for, it's been since he was little, since he was a little boy. We don't know how old. Mark doesn't tell us how old he is, but we know it's been a long time. How long has this been happening? You brought it to church. Now Jesus is saying, bring it to me. And that's what he's saying to you today. You brought it to church, but bring it to me. How long have you felt this way, church? How long have you felt disappointed? How long have you been doubting what God can do? How long? There's a couple of things I want you to know. We must acknowledge our damage before God can fix us. We must acknowledge our damage. The Father said, it's been for a long time. So the first thing we gotta do is acknowledge our damage. But that's what, that's what we, that's the hardest, hardest thing we want, that's the hardest thing we, we ever do, is to admit that something's wrong. But that's the first thing Jesus said, how long? How long has it been? Bring it to me, how long has it been? We need to acknowledge our damage. Second thing we need to do, we must decide to hand it over. So I acknowledge my damage. I've been like this since all my life. I've been like this since my divorce. I've been like this since she left. I've been like this since I lost the job. Jesus, I've been like this ever since he started drinking. I've been like this ever since she said she thought about leaving. I've been like this ever since the doctor said this. we decide to hand it over though we do that by confession so the father cried out help me overcome my unbelief you know I found an idiom that says confession is good for the soul have you ever heard that before confession is good for the soul meaning that the act of confessing our wrongs alleviates distress and guilt in our lives Bible for what I just said. Romans 10:9 says we must confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe it in our heart. This is the requirement for salvation when we come to God, and this requirement for relief when we're in God. Confession. Confession. Psalms 55 says cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you he will never permit your right, the righteous to be moved first Peter 5 7 says cast all your anxieties on the Lord because he cares for you confessing is the idea of agreeing with God when you confess how long has it been how long has your faith been damaged confessing agrees with God Church, when we come as we are, and we're out of here with this, when we come as we are, and we confess where we are, we, we place the results in God's hands. Because the father couldn't fix it, he was bringing the son to Jesus. And Jesus said, You brought him to the church, now bring it to me. And then Jesus said, how long has it been like this? How, 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 long, how long has the baby been like this? How, how, how long has your money been so tight like this that you hold on to everything and you don't trust me with nothing? How, 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 long, how long has your relationship been like this? How, how long have you been lonely? How, 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 long, how, how long have you been broke? Lord, the first thing that the Father says, can. If you can do anything God, would you help me? And Jesus boldly says if I can. If, bro. Girl, nothing is impossible. He's the CEO of heaven. Nothing is impossible. If you do your part, what's your part? If you believe, partner with me. You brought it, you confessed it, now partner with me. And that's what God is saying to us this this morning. Would you partner with me for what you're believing for? I know the situations are real. I know the things that you feel. But Would you partner with me? And the results will take care of itself. You know, when we, when we cast our cares on God, we, we can come to church all our, all our lives, four or five years, 10 years, however long you've been a Christian, believer. <clears throat> you can come to church all your lives and you can never give it to God. Yeah. Because we think coming to church and singing praise and worship and letting the pastor pray over us as he shares the word God's requirement, but God wants something from you. God wants something from you. He wants your confession, He wants you to cast your cares. Let me illustrate that for you cast your cares on Him because it's too heavy for us, right? The things in our life, the the things that we face in this world, is too heavy. Can I get a witness? It's too too heavy because we're not meant to carry it. So once we become children of God we're like the little boy we have we have things that are pulling at us and we have to cast our cares pastor how do i cast my cares on jesus instead of just coming to church how do i give it to jesus i I thought of this i asked the lord early this morning help me to illustrate this last point because i didn't have it down and god said remember when you were going to your doctor's appointment that's what god placed on my heart he said remember when you were going to your doctor's appointment and Marsha, you don't like doctors Although I have a son-in-law who's a doctor now. You don't like doctors. And you were sharing, you were sharing your, your anxiety with Tiffany about the doctor's visit. And you were saying you got to go a week ahead to give blood. I'm, I'm doing my annual checkup. And men, you should always do that. Ladies too. But I was sharing my anxiety about going to see my annual doctor's uh, visit. And so the week came, and I went and gave blood. And, and the, the following week, I went back, and, and, and I got the results and found out I'm good to go. And praise God for that. And, but anyway, when I got home, and I re- ro- raised up the, dra- the garage door, and I walked into the house, Lexi was the first one to meet me. I, mem- I immediately thought, something is wrong, because my 11-year-old doesn't usually meet me at the car. And so she comes out, and she comes out, and she's like, Daddy, you 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 okay? And, and and I'm I'm like, Yes, sweetheart, what, what's wrong? I just came back from a doctor's appointment. She said, I, I heard you say to mom that you had to see your doctor. And I was worried about you. And I was worried about the blood that they were gonna take, and and, and I and she she doesn't really understand how doctors' visits go, but she knew that daddy was, daddy was going to see a doctor. And what God showed me this morning. Was that when I spoke to my wife my concerns, I cast my care also on my 11-year-old. So with that being said, you can come to church. You can raise your hands, or like some of y'all do, sing the words. Because I'm not lifting up my hand and being uncomfortable, being com- comfortable, being uncomfortable, like Pastor said. You can be attentive to listening to the word and sitting, and you can smell nice and look nice, and you can smile at your neighbor. But if you never confessed and cast your care and say, God, take this, you haven't brought it to Jesus. You haven't brought it to Jesus. And this is why it's important for you to do that. Because verse 25, and we're out, promise you. Verse 25 says, And when Jesus saw the crowd, and I thank God he can still see through the crowd today to see you. And when Jesus saw the crowd that came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit in the boy, saying to it, you mute and deaf spirit, I command you to come out of him and never enter him again. That's the kind of power your father has. That whatever you feel, wherever you feel damaged, wherever you feel doubt, wherever you feel despair, that God says, if you'll confess it to me, you will never in that area have to deal with it again. Give him praise for that. Aren't you glad Jesus can see through the crowd to see your need? So the text proves to, for us today that just because my faith is damaged, my faith isn't done. Amen. Would you stand with me? everyone to bow their head and close your eyes and just take a moment. Just take a moment. At church, I, I know we started our church a couple years ago now and but yet this isn't my, this is my first experience of, deal, of dealing with people. <clears throat> and I know that all of us myself included bring stuff to church and we walk out the door holding it still in our hearts so with your head bowed and your eye closed I'm going to ask you to be courageous enough to come down here in front of this, in front of these lights here, in front of the rail I want you to come down here if God is moving on your heart to do it would you come down here and just whisper to God the thing that that that, that damages your faith whatever it is would you come down and just whisper it to him you don't need to tell it to me this is just between you and God wherever there's doubt, wherever there's uh, despair, wherever there's something that's bothering you, would you come down at this time and just confess it to God just whisper it to God cast your care, cast it on him cast it on him cast your care Cast your care, God said. God said, it will never happen again. If you give it to me, it will never happen again. It'll never happen. Don't you? Don't you leave today with a concern where there's un- there's unbelief and doubt because you were not comfortable enough to come and tell God about it. Thank you for your obedience. Remain in the spirit of prayer with me as I pray over these. Lord, you know the needs, you know the hearts of those that came. Father, we ask that you will help them to whisper whatever that is, whatever it is, Lord. Lord, you burdened me with this one. I did my best to give it, but Lord, whatever it is, whatever it is, we you know our hearts, Lord. Whatever it is, we whisper it to you right now. We're casting it on you. So, Lord, if you're faithful as your word says, and we know that you are, would you hear these prayers, pastor included? Take it, Lord. We give it to you. It's too heavy for us. Take it. We're being obedient to your word today. Thank you, Lord. for some it's health for some it's finance we're all unbelieving in something every one of us are unbelieving in some area help our unbelief as that father told his his savior that day I believe but help me overcome my unbelief in obedience today. now Father, help them to know. Help them to see your answer as they place the results in your hands this week. Do it again, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray.